What's up, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Swift Startup Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything Amazon from private label, wholesale, and from agency side of things. And we got an exciting episode for you guys today. We're going to jump into brand registry, which is an absolute vital component of selling on Amazon if you're going to be selling your own brand or if you're an agency working to with other brands. This is how you're going to be able to get access to a ton of awesome content uh, and enforce your brand's policy. So stay tuned and uh, we'll be right up with the new episode. Welcome to the Swift Startup Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome again to another uh, exciting edition of the Swift Startup Podcast. As the intro said, as usual, it's me, Marty, and that's Jeff. Hey guys. <laughs> so it's been a, it's been, it's only Tuesday, but it feels like it's been a bit of a long week already. I'll say that it's, it's uh, just waiting for the, waiting sometimes for the days to just kind of go by. Just, there's a lot going on right now. Um, also, you know, maybe a little bit of seasonal uh, issues for sure going on. How are oh. you doing down there in Calgary? <laughs> oh, it's good. We're we're starting to feel a little bit more like spring. The snow is melting. Uh, the sun is out. Uh, the daylight savings time sure makes the sun come out during kid bedtime. So, um, and then the uh, we've had teeth popping out of a two year old's face and teeth popping out of a six year old's face. So uh, a popping lot of teeth out, talk hey? down here in Calgary. So when you talk about popping, does it physically just like pop right out or is it just kind of <laughs> i'm just Which envisioning this thing where it's just like blowing out of the mouth <laughs> are um, you are you talking about the two-year-old or the six-year-old because it really depends oh. which one you're talking about <laughs> let's start with the two-year-old and then we'll go to the six-year-old no the two-year-old it takes way too long and it hurts a whole bunch and it affects sleep and uh and it sucks so teething you know for the years that uh in the future when maybe you have kids um Teething sucks, especially when they're the molars. Uh, for the six-year-old, you get a little wiggle tooth, and then they wiggle it more and more and more, and it's more of a pop out of the face that way. I see. And do they both still believe in the tooth fairy? I mean, the tooth fairy's real. He snuck into uh, to the six-year-old's room last night and put the money under the pillow. So as far as she knows, the tooth fairy's real. Uh, yeah, that's the, that don't, don't let her know otherwise. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to so make I, new problems on your hand. <laughs> I know um, you were away last week. Uh, do you I want was. to get a little, uh, a little synopsis of where have you been for the last week? I was down in sunny California for the last few weeks, uh, helping, uh, you know, helping some brands get onto Amazon, but also stop by Expo West, which is one of the largest, if not maybe the largest natural food expo uh, in North America. It was ginormous. Uh, so, yeah, you know, if, for those who don't know, there's an Expo East and there's an Expo West. And Expo East is in Baltimore. And I mean, no one wants to go to Baltimore, so it's not really, you know, a, a big conference. But Expo West is in Anaheim. And it's, and I mean, literally across Disney World. You can see people going down roller coasters as you're slaving away at the conference. Um trying to trying to talk to people so but it was the first one of the first big conferences that really felt like you know we're kind of getting through this pandemic and um you know had a lot of people there a lot of amazing brands you know in the health food in the beauty uh in the fitness space really trying to uh you know push their product and and raise their brand awareness so it was a great spot to be 
with all sizes and shapes of brand. So it, yeah. it was great. I wish I could have been there, but I know uh, just hearing about it from you that it also felt like the first uh, conference you've been to where people are are knowing who Swift Start is and the name is spreading and, and people want to talk to us. It's not just us talking to them. So um, it's happy to see that the agency is growing and the, the company is growing and people are know who we are now. Yep, it definitely, you know, some of our clients were there, which was amazing to see. And, you know, being able to reconnect with your clients and then leverage those clients to get introductions to other clients is, you know, that's what you go to conferences for, really. That's those connections is what you're where you're meeting people. And, um, you know, it's overall, it's a good time. So um, it, while you're there, it's a little hectic. But as soon as you leave, you kind of wish you had another couple hours to be there. So it's one of those types yeah. of things. So, but yeah, uh, and I know. I know there's a few conferences in the future that uh, we'll be at. So anybody listening to this podcast that wants to uh, meet up, shake hands, have a beer. Um, our emails are all over the place in the show notes and um, we'll drop them again at the end of this, but Marty at Swiss start, Jeff at Swiss um, We're always open for conferences and we're always open for uh, talking Amazon and uh, we're always open for beer. Oh, always open for beer. Um, speaking of, we definitely need to start bringing our beers back on this channel but yeah um, correct me if i'm, I'm drinking wrong. water I think we'll be, uh, you know what? i'm drinking water too right now i'm uh i'm trying to turn a new leaf of health right now <laughs> <laughs> also i cool. i don't have beer so um yeah but really quickly about the conferences i think we'll be at chf chfa west now in vancouver guys that is from april 21st to the 24th so we won't have a booth, but if anyone's listening and wants to meet up and see what they can do with their Amazon strategy, hit us up on our emails uh, and we will uh, we'll respond back and we'd love to meet you know some of our listeners. So uh, without further ado, let's jump into this episode, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, we've kind of in our in our few first episodes kind of gone through some of the more important factors of uh, of selling on Amazon. And this one is right up there with listing development and image stacks and um, everything else that we've talked about. This one is the importance of brand registry. Um, brand registry is essentially registering your brand with Amazon. Um, and it gives you a lot of tools and a lot of protection. Uh, but before we get into the tools of protection, Jeff, why don't you go through the process of registering your brand on Brand Registry for Amazon? For sure. And yeah, exactly, Marty. So so Brand Registry is what you're doing is you're telling Amazon, hey, I own this brand. I have the rights to this brand. And I'm the one who should be making major changes regarding how my brand looks and how it's controlled on your guys' platform. So it gives you some control. It'll help you fight off some, you know, rogue sellers and, and allows you to really get access to some, some premium content. Um, but jumping into the process, you know, it's actually relatively straightforward. So the brand registry has its own URL. Um, you can simply find it by typing brand registry, you know, seller central into the, uh, the, the Google URL bar and, and it, it'll be the first hit. But I believe it's brand registry at and you know dot seller central dot amazon dot com or, or something like that yeah um brand, brand registry dot amazon dot com ah there we go yeah so yep. so pretty straightforward for you guys and, and we can always link that url in the show notes too um but what what it is is it's a very basic very skeleton type of site and really on it is really just a few options there's enroll and there's manage and there's settings and so what this whole thing is, is the process of enrolling your brand on the brand registry. So quite simply, 
what you do is when you first getting started, you navigate to that URL, you click a roll and enroll and, and, and Amazon's going to take you through about, I think it's about five different pages of getting to know your brand. It's going to ask you for the brand name. It's going to ask you for your serial number that you will have gotten uh, if you filed your trademark with the USPTO or that's a US uh, you know, trademark office, which if you're working with a lawyer, they should be providing that to you guys. Um, and we recommend everyone probably just, you know, I think you have to work with a lawyer actually to do this. So they should be providing that number to you. Uh, Amazon will automatically search that database when you type it in and verify that's an, you know, a legitimate serial number. Uh, and then they'll ask you a few more things. They'll ask you to upload images of the product. So one of the keys here, uh, is that the images have to be legitimate images of the product. They cannot be renders. They cannot be illustrations of any kind. Uh, so that's one key aspect for brand owners out there, especially if you're launching a new brand, uh, make sure you're not submitting these renders to Amazon because they will know and they'll know that's a render and they'll reject the claim. You have to wait till your item has actually been manufactured. It can, even if it's just a sample, get your manufacturer to send you a photo, a few different angles of the item and upload those. And that is what Amazon will allow to authorize. So, so you're going to have to upload images of it. You're going to have to upload it. You're going to have to fill a few more fields, basic fields, just who's the owner of the trademark, which they'll obviously verify with the, with the uh, trademark office. Um, and they'll ask you a few more questions like your brand's uh, website or URL if you have it. It's optional. They'll also ask you for your ASIN numbers. Again, that's optional, especially if you're just starting on Amazon. You probably, you know, you probably don't have all that stuff allocated. Um, and I'd say the process takes about what? Probably about five minutes overall. And what happens is once you submit it, uh, Amazon, it goes into Amazon system and they review it quite simply. And, you know, they say one to two days, I believe it takes it, you know, for us, we've seen it take for some of our brands, like easily it's taken like a month at times. Um, if there's any complications, obviously it'll take longer. Um, everything right now in the world is backed up from the trademark office being backed up to Amazon being backed up. So don't be surprised yeah. if it's completely out of that time frame that they give you. Um, Unfortunately, kind of like we touched on last chat there, uh, Marty, was that, you know, the communication's not great. There's no direct phone line to brand registry. It's all email support. Um, and a lot of times you're still hit with those generic messages that Apple or Amazon loves to send people. So, um, you know, if there is an issue that goes wrong, sometimes it can be quite frustrating and you're going to have to dig a lot um, to get the actual right answer. But um, again, we're here to help if anyone needs, needs that. So yeah. that's basically the process. I, I just want to interject one uh, small yet important thing to remember when you're doing the registration too. And that's when you're registering the brand name, it has to match directly exactly what your trademark is. So it has to be the same case. If there's a period in it, it has to include the period. If there's, um, you know, an ampersand, it has to be an ampersand. It can't be the word. And it has to match directly what is on, uh, registered with the USPTO. So, um, exactly. we've had issues. Yeah. We've had issues before with a client where, um, they tried to register it without a dot after, um, after the name and the trademark had a dot on it. So, uh, it came back and failed and, uh, caused headaches. So it just has to match exactly what is on your trademark. Exactly. And it's always, I would say it's always easier to change around the stuff, in my opinion, on the trademark than it is with the stuff on Amazon. So 
So try to make sure that those two match up. And if you have to change something, you know, go back with your lawyer and see how you guys, you know, you can change some stuff around with that regarding trademark. Um, but Amazon will yep. go through the process. They'll give you guys approval. And, you know, once you do get approval, there's a few things. Uh, there's It's a really bare bones site. So there's really not much that goes on there. Uh, once mm -hmm. you do get approval, it's going to show up. Um, you know, you can, you can have multiple trademarks on brand registry. Um, and uh, it's going to show up in almost a bit of a table looking uh, structure. And it'll show you basically just the, the name of the trademark, the serial number, and a few other small information. But other than that, you usually don't have to go on that site ever again once you're approved. Um, unless you're actually giving roles to other people. Now, Brand Registry, just like Amazon Seller Central, has different roles to different types of users. Except for... With brand registry, they're significantly trimmed down. There's only three. So you're going to get an administrator, you're going to get the rights owner, and you're going to get a registered agent. So, you know, administrator is what I'm sure many can guess. That is like the person who has got the full permission to assign roles and user accounts. Uh, they're likely you, the person who is filing that trademark with Amazon. A rights owner is a step down. So it's an individual who is a rights owner or the employee of the rights owner who is authorized to report violations. And then the final step down is what they call a registered agent. So this is a third party who is authorized by the rights owner to report violations. So, yep. you know, keywords in, the, in rights owner and registered agent roles are they can both report violations. So these users don't have all admin privileges. So if you're a brand looking to work with an agency, you can still be the administrator and the global admin on your trademark on Amazon, but you can you can authorize registered agent or rights owner um, roles to another agency or another user without being in harm or them somehow compromising your trademark. And those 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 um, third parties can then report violations for you. Uh, regarding, you know, unauthorized and rogue sellers on Amazon or counterfeits on Amazon and really do all the enforcement work on your behalf. You still get all the benefits of uh, brand registry, which, you know, I think is probably about the time we start talking about the benefits of brand registry. Yeah. Well, I, I would say you just even started that, just the brand enforcement of brand registry. That's first and foremost the biggest benefit of it. Um, you kind of get into it. You can do uh, case logs and, and uh, there are so, – so there are multiple tools that brand registries open opens you up to. Uh, some of them are on that brand protection. One of them is called Project Zero. Um, Jeff, have you ever used Project Zero? I have not. So Project Zero is – really cool if you're the brand owner and somebody jumps on your listing and starts selling it you can essentially file it with project zero and again that that user gets blacklisted off your um off your listing now you have to be careful with it because if somebody's selling on it and you use project zero to kick them off immediately and they come back and they file an appeal and they come back and they say that they're actually selling your product and it is correct um, it kind of counts as a strike against you on project zero. Um, so the more you use project zero and if it, if there's appeals filed against it, you can lose the ability to have project zero. So what's the difference between, so is project zero a way of, is it like a more intense way of filing violations or is it just yes. the way of filing? But, so what's the no, difference? it's more, 
it's more intense. It happens automatically, uh, in, immediately. So it it's a way of protecting your brand um, without the Amazon oversight. The problem is, is that just basically don't abuse it. That that's that's the problem. If you abuse it, you lose it. So um, the other ways is that you know if if somebody hops on your listing, you think it's counterfeit, you can buy one of the products, come find it, take a look at it. If it's counterfeit, you can file the case log, get them kicked off. Um, you can use project zero to do the same thing, but if it's a real product and somebody's selling it, um, and they appeal and they, they come back and they say it, it actually is the right UPC, the right product. Um, then you get your hand slapped as being the project, uh, project zero owner. And that's, that's so important, Martin. I'm happy you brought that up because, you know, general brand owners, there is this kind of a, uh, use and abuse, uh, mentality with Amazon brand registry of, uh, you know, filing, you know, uh, trademark complaints, counterfeit complaints, copyright complaints with no real standing. And actually, a lot of times those complaints are not actually legitimate complaints. If they were filed in the court of law outside of Amazon, they would actually be in, I would say, most cases considered false claims, which are actually an accusation, of, um, an enforceable accusation against you. Um, yep. So you have to be really careful about what you're filing um, because as you said, yeah, claims can come back on you. Um, and if you're, if you're going against a seller who is savvy and they know their stuff, um, they, they can, they can lawyer up so to speak and, and, and they can actually force you to take that claim back, um, through in legally enforceable false accusation claims that you could be making if you don't have, um, the actual facts behind the type of infringement that you're filing against that seller. So um, it's best to always do your homework first. And then sometimes it's best to even go off brand registry to enforce your brand strategy. Yep. Yeah. Um, lawyering up. <laughs> um, like, like we said, though, there's also so other than your brand protection in that way, it also gives you increased control over your product detail page. So um, you're the only ones that can make changes to your title and your product description and your images. That way, if you have other wholesalers that are um, selling on your listing, they can't make changes. They can't abuse your brand. Uh, it's yours. So uh, that you know that whole brand registry piece is the largest chunk of uh, of your brand protection. Um, after that, it's just kind of cool cool sales tools that um, are provided to you. So, um, is there anything you want to talk about when it comes to the actual brand protection, or should I move on to the fun stuff? Uh. We should talk about the transparency program. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, the transparency program, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I know some people who really like it. It is supposed to stop the counterfeit, uh, counterfeit items that may be sold in your product. The problem is, is that if you're selling in multiple marketplaces and multiple stores and retail and all over the place, you have to put the Amazon transparency sticker on every unit that you're selling. So, um, you know, if you're going to sell on Walmart and um, Etsy and Amazon and also have it in retail, every unit that you uh, that you make has to have that transparency sticker on it. It's yeah, it's, it's a little kind of cumbersome. Negates the purpose, right? So like the only way the only and, and often, you know, often rogue sellers, they're not selling counterfeit. I think the days of people selling counterfeit, truly counterfeit items are probably long gone in, in many ways. Often these rogue sellers that are selling on your guys's listings they're gonna be they're gonna be having selling legitimate product. 
Uh, so really keep that in mind, especially if you're thinking a counterfeit claim, just because you don't know what the seller's name is, there's a very, very high chance the product is actually not counterfeit. It's legitimate and they're just getting it through yeah. some backdoor source. And um, if, yeah, if transparency is on everything, that just means that they could be going down to their you know local retail store who maybe is their buddy buying it for almost wholesale costs, having that transparency sticker on, getting ungated for it, and uh, it's really not doing very much for you. So correct um the other kind of just small tools that'll just kind of whiz through here um virtual bundles is something you need brand registry for and so that's being able to bundle multiple units in a listing um it it's got its flaws but it is very useful too so um you know i think we should probably go into that in a separate podcast because there's uh, some really cool things you can do with virtual bundles we can do a whole um, thing on virtual bundles so yep. yeah uh, another one is, uh, Amazon live. So you can become an Amazon live creator and, and, uh, kind of do, um, neat, uh, videos for potential customers to, to see and, and have live chat with them. So, um, that's another cool one. Um, we should jump into Amazon live at some point in another call. I actually, for a brief period, um, thought about trying to be an Amazon live creator, but you actually have to have like a bit of a following. And unfortunately I don't, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a hermit on social media. So, but it's actually, uh, it's actually a really great way to make money. Um, if you're just an average, you know, average person with someone of a decent following. So again, yeah. if you guys want to hear, uh, you know, an episode on that, um, and, and another way to potentially supplement your income, you know, watch out for that episode. We'll, we'll launch it in a few episodes. Um, and then another, so there's, this will kind of dovetail into the next cool tool. Um, the, the, actually let's start with, it gives you the ability to create an Amazon store. And this is where you can, you can have a storefront that, uh, that focuses on your brand, sells your brand. You can design it however you want. You can have as many pages on it as you want. Um, and you can sell the story of your brand. You can, you can add, um, I've had some that have some clients that have, uh, like how to use the product. Um, they've got FAQs, they've got, um, here's the brand. They've got bestsellers. It's a, I'm sure if you are a Amazon seller or you've used Amazon, you've seen the Amazon storefront, it's a very powerful tool to use and it can be used in multiple ways. Going back to the virtual bundles, uh, I use it in conjunction with the Amazon storefront quite often and place them together. Um, and then the third piece of that is being able to use sponsored brand ads. So that's a ad unit that you can use in the search results that sends people right to your storefront. So this is where I'm talking about uh, if you have a storefront with a page with virtual bundles on it and then your sponsored brand ads that go directly to your virtual bundles page, meh, it might help with the, uh, the sales and the, uh, um, average value or average order value for your customers. And we could, I, I, I actually honestly think we could come up with an entire, uh, podcast channel about Amazon ads and the ins and outs of Amazon ads. So there's oh, a yeah. lots of very, there's lots of benefits and downfalls to each, each different ad type is there just as there is in Google or, or Facebook ads. Um, we'll get into a deep detail about that, but you know, Amazon ads is definitely something that, uh, you guys are going to want to master to be successful on Amazon. So 100%. Well, that is, so another, uh, 
another brand registry benefit that you get is being able to use videos, not only videos in your listings and your image stack, but also you can take those videos and other videos and have ad units for it too. I'm sure again, if you've used Amazon in any way, shape or form in the last year, you search something that's a pretty, uh, highly targeted keyword. You'll notice that a video ad shows up. Usually it's about two or three rows down. Um, it's pretty eye catching. The, uh, click through rate and conversion rate forum used to be astronomical compared to the CPC, but, um, the cost per click has caught up to the, uh, the benefit factor of the video ads. Yeah. And, uh, video ads are just like anything on any, any other channels, uh, social channels or, you know, search channels. Ultimately, you're going to want to put out a well-produced video, something that's eye catching. Um, it's not going to be an automatic fix all compared to static, uh, ads, uh, especially on Amazon. Um, but uh, if you do them right and they're placed in the right spot, they can definitely have a huge lift to your brand presence. Yeah. Yeah. And the last big tool that uh, I have on my list to talk about here that is a benefit of brand registry, that is, it used to be called the Enhanced Brand Content or EBC. It's now known as the A-plus content. Um, it is the very well-designed, below-the-fold um, sales tool that, uh, that Amazon has on each listing page. If you scroll down, if you, if you click on a product and you're reading it, um, and, uh, you know, you have your title and your bullet points, if you scroll down a little bit, if, if an item is brand registered, it almost will for sure have an A plus content, A plus content below the fold. Um, generally brands will design it to do a, a story about your brand, but also the product. And it gives you the ability to create a comparison chart at the bottom too. So this is one of the only spots on a listing page that you can cross sell your other products. Um, we say the stat that I've always used and I've heard is that um, the A plus content it increases your conversion value of your product from about three to five percent. So just having it on there will allow you to sell more products. Yeah, that's to say. Yeah, that's that stat is uh, it's correct uh, from the knowledge that we have at least. It's 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 a huge lift here. Your product it it certainly looks a lot better than just having a generic. Uh, script description underneath there that most user will scroll past. Again, it allows some care comparisons between your products. It also allows for if your your if your product, um, you know, has different sizes or different wide range of ingredients. It really allows you to highlight those features, which can also have a lot better effect on your potential return rate or uh, removing a lot of the negative comments that could potentially come in um, due to lack of clarification. So yep. it's definitely gonna be something you want to spend some time on. Um, and you know, we've got a whole, whole design studio that's entirely focused on creating high converting a plus content. So talk to us if you need something there. <laughs> yeah. And there you go. That's brand registry. Cool. Do you have anything else to, that I may have missed that, uh, that you want to add to it? No guys, I think, you know, brand registry is Getting back to it, again, a very important tool. It is kind of just, you know, it's honestly the first stepping stone. And when you're wanting to launch your brand and have your brand on Amazon is you need it on brand registry. So it's a necessity. But then after the necessity is essentially done, it becomes this massive marketing tool to enhance your brand image, to enhance um, how it looks on Amazon and to, to potential customers. So it's, it's a tool at your disposal that you're going to want to leverage and, you know, they just, you know, Amazon's a, 
Amazon wants legitimate brands on their selling platform and they're going to keep spending money and investing in giving these these good and really robust tools to people who also invest in Amazon and invest their brand into Amazon. So again, you know, you're going to want to put your brand on here. It's going to just become more and more of a differentiating factor for the brands that do to don't have, uh, you know, brand registry. So, um, yeah, two things, two things I'll say. First thing is if you don't have a trademark for your brand, just register it now. USPTO, as Jeff said earlier, is backed up and it's going to take up to a year to get it. So do it like yesterday or the day before that and just get it done. Just file it. The second thing is if we're going to bring beers into this podcast next week, Jeff, I think we should do it. And I think we should drink each time we say the word Amazon. Sure. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I mean, we could also do it with water too. Maybe, maybe one drink of <laughs> beer and then one drink of water. So we, we try to stay a little bit healthier there on our, um, <laughs> I, I'm the I'm the old one here, and you sound like the lightweight. I am a lightweight. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably two or three, two or three drinks in, and I'm uh, probably would be a, a much more lively co-host, to be honest. <laughs> so I love it. All right, cool. cool. Well, that's uh, that's brand registry, and uh, maybe we'll get a drunk Jeff next episode. <laughs>